Do what? Put them on the table. Yes. So glad everybody could be here today. I know it's a rainy one, but thank you so much for coming. And I wanted to give you a preliminary on um, what we're going to be speaking about today. And the topic we're covering today is called Trusting God's Divine Love. But before we actually get to that, I wanted to explain that some of the things that we're talking about are things that we know. We, un we know these things as Christians, but what is our awareness? And so the awareness of knowing these things is really what we need now in these days, and particularly with some of the things that we've been dealing with. So before we start on the trust in God's divine love, I wanted to coax you into the awareness of hearing, receiving, and then opening up to really keeping this first place in your heart. So you know how the Bible says, think on these things. Okay, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And the Lord has been giving me some teachings, which I'm not going to go into today, but the awareness of the outer man and the inner man. Because where we are right now, there are lots of distractions, a lots of challenges, a lot of negative things, a lot of hurtful things and grief-type things. We all know we've been dealing with that in our body here with our pastor um, going into heaven. And so today I want to open our hearts and minds to go back to quiet the outer man so that the inner man can begin to rule and reign according to the Lord and how he has his love for us. Uh, there's an awareness of the Lord that once we reestablish these truths will keep us in these times when the outer man is having a difficult time. We, we, we are, are, my young people uh, are telling me all the issues they have with the phones and comparing themselves to others and reading stuff they shouldn't be reading and seeing pictures they shouldn't be seeing. We have no idea. And is, as an adult, I cannot handle that. 
I know it's sad to say, but my granddaughter put me on in, in, what is, Instagram so I could keep up with what she's doing. And I had to tell her, get that off of there because it's, I can't take all that. It's too confusing. I, too many people's opinions popping in, saying this, saying that. I said, what? No. Okay, I, I can't keep my heart and mind set on things above when I'm full of that kind of stuff. And I can't get to what's going on with my granddaughters because everybody else is popping in with their opinions, what they think, where they've been, how they are. And I'm like, I don't even know these people. So, again, I just say distractions. Lots of distractions. Now, let's just say that you can do away with the distractions to some extent. You still have this, um, well, the phrase is self-talk, okay? But you have to think, a lot of the things that are we're dealing with and we think it's we're talking to ourselves is not us. It's the devil. I mean, it really, really is. And I have had, I've noticed that my self-talk has been very negative, and it always has been. And I'm very critical of everything I do. I'm very critical. I could have done more. I should have done this. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, you know. And so I'm like, this. I'm, we're getting a lot of teaching now from pastors saying, hey, you have to think about what you're thinking about. Because what we think in our head is separating us from the Lord. And, it, and the Lord gave me that in my quiet time. I was, you know, being very negative toward myself. And he said, I cannot give you more of me when you are crowding it out with all the negative thoughts about yourself. And I, I was very surprised. And I heard a pastor do a teaching, and she said years ago that she and her husband were teaching on prosperity. And the Lord stopped them. And she said, but this is part of our blessings. He said, yes, it's part of the blessings. But your people cannot receive these blessings now until they get their love walk at home right. And so... He shut them down, and she started teaching on love. And so it planted a seed for me. That's kind of where I want to be to remind us that we have a wonderful backup in our inner man that we don't have on the outer man. So let's just take a look at some of these things. I'll give you a couple of examples. Um when the Lord told me this a while back, I said, okay, how do I, I can't shut this down. It just keeps coming on me. And I'm, it's gone there. It's gone so long. How do I get, how do I get it gone? And so one day I just said, I know nothing but Christ and him crucified. And the next time I heard the negative stuff, I said, I know nothing but Christ and him crucified. And the next time I heard it, I know nothing but Christ and him crucified. The negative talk stopped. All the things I was thinking that had, you know, it could have been about any kind of silly stuff. It stopped. And then when you get into opinions, right? Uh, what do I think about this? What do I think? You know what? My opinion, 
I know nothing but Christ and him crucified. It has kept me out of such negative, negative thinking. And it'll surprise you how God will pop up in you in ways he has never done before. And that one of the things that I noticed with some of the preachers now, and like Kenneth Copeland, and as old as he is, he will tell stories about how God corrected him and how God brought him up about this or that. He's not, he's not trying to build himself up. He's just showing you, hey, we're all the same. We've all got this stuff going on in us, but there's a victory. And I, I, never, I never connected with the word victory before, but today I got the idea of victory. And it just happened the other day. And um, I was shopping at Walmart, which is a rare occasion. But it was dusk, and a young woman came up to me with her little girl. And she had a very sad story and needed $18. And so Norman had just given me a bunch of $20 bills. And I said, wow, you know, okay, I'm asked, well, what about this? And she was homeless and this and that. But she found a place and what, you know, I'm just not going to go into all that. So anyway, I bought it. In fact, I stood there and listened to her so long that another lady came and she said, are you all right? <laughs> I think that was her clue. You know, maybe you don't need to be talking to this person. But I didn't pick it up. I said, oh, yeah, 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 we're fine. So I gave her the money. And then I said, I'd like to pray with you. And she said, oh, okay. So I and the Lord prayed for her. And honestly, I don't remember everything. But I poured out on her the love of God because I believed everything she said. And she said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Oh, so I gave her more. <laughs> So I'm thinking, oh, wow. So then I put, finish putting my groceries in the car. I look around. I don't see her anywhere. She's nowhere. Like, where, where'd she go? She just disappeared. Well, okay. So I started driving out. And I went past all these lanes. And I came to another road that was going to take me out the back way. And I'm on that road. And I look. And here she comes, just walking, lickety-split with her daughter. And she meets up with a man. And she just told me that she was hiding from a man because, you know. So anyway, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> there, did you see that? Did you see how you got taken? Well, you need to just drive around, pull up, and just shake your finger at her. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Or say something. I'm like, you know, I'm get down to the corners. I hear this. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Okay. I go home and tell Norman, please, oh my gosh, I was this. He said, it's okay. I'm not judging you on that. Don't worry about it. So I noticed very quickly, this is God, okay? I said, wait a minute. I prayed for her. And the devil's just hounding me. Oh, you are so stupid. You did this. You, you need to go call the police. You need to do this. Wait a minute. I prayed for her. God had his way. I didn't pray total salvation, but when, she, when, I, when I told her Jesus, she said, yes, Jesus. I'm like, bingo. And I said, devil, you just messed with the wrong person because I'm praying for her every day for her salvation. And that little girl, 
I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I, and I came out the victor because I didn't listen to that lying devil telling me all the negative stuff. I just stopped. I'm amazed that that popped out like that. So we, we have a challenge trusting God's divine love. We know God's love. We know it is above everything we could ask or think. It is so powerful. But how many times do we actually tap into it and get the victory? But I love that little girl. I prayed for her. I'm telling you, she's going to hear from God. I'm believing it, and her child, dear God, only knows. So I'm more aware. And I wanted to just say that one of the things I'm pointing out to everyone today, as well as being aware of the divine love of God in us for ourselves, the divine love of God that has the victory, the divine love of God for other people. Now, I can just tell you, I I just think, I have great love for other people, and everybody thinks the same thing on the outside. That's the outer man. But the inner man, we don't know what's going on sometime, and we don't even recognize when we have a thought. But I'm, I've told the Lord, I want to know when I'm thinking something, judging. I mean, it could be anything. So he's making me aware. And so the word to know, let's just say it like this. There's a lot of to know in the Bible. It says, perceive, recognize, become acquainted with, and understand the only true and real God and Christ the Anointed One. So those are the two things that we're going to focus on. We're going to review some scriptures that we already know. But my heart and my prayer for you is that you will hear with the heart of the Lord, not only for yourself, but for other people. And one thing we have to consider is, at least for me, my hunger is to, to give Jesus in any, anything I do. And it's getting easier, okay? I'm not there yet, but I, I, I'm moving in there. And so today we're going to talk about some of the things that Jesus said. And in this brought my thought to where we are with Pastor Dave, because he, this was, I believe, something similar. This is Jesus' prayer in John 17. Okay, he, he goes, he's right before he leaves the planet. He says, for the words that you gave me, I have given them, and they have received, and I have come to know and they have come to receive and and know positively and in reality to believe with absolute assurance that I, Jesus, came forth from your God's presence. And they have believed and are convinced that you have sent me. And I think that was the mission of our pastor. I think that's the mission, the heart of the man that we've had leading us for all these years. And I... I want to follow in the example that he gave us because his heart was to always love, always give, always have 
the Father and the Lord Jesus at the top of everything he did. In the Second Corinthians 4.16 says, Therefore we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. And if we get the picture that our outer man is just part-time, but this inner man is growing, and it grows through the hard things, it grows through the challenges. This momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory for beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And that's where our inner man has the biggest part in us. Our outer man has issues, but the inner man is growing day by day. And he says, think on these things. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good, of good repute, if there's any excellence and if anything is worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Dwell on them. Sometimes I can't dwell on all good things. Like, what? Well, what's the best? But Paul said, I know nothing but Christ and him crucified. I'm like, yeah. So while I'm, I'm practicing that, I'm using it. It's part of my mantra, whatever you want to say. But it's affecting my thinking. It's stopping the negative talk. It's taking negative thoughts. And it's building my inner man. And the other day, the Lord said to me, what does that mean to you? I keep saying it. I know nothing but Christ and him crucified. Like, well, um, yeah, that, that's the divine love. Okay. So when I started this on the divine love, it was like, wait a minute. I'm going to have to rewrite the whole Bible. I don't even know where to start. So the Lord was gracious to give me a thinned out version. <laughs> But for us today, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that we will hear with the inner man and the things of the outer realm will grow strangely dim in the light of your glory and your grace and your divine love. Amen. The one of the scriptures that came up is, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. With this amazing act of love, God has made a way for all mankind to know the God who is love, the God kind of love that surpasses human understanding. This love is without conditions, without boundaries, and without change. It's selfless, perfect, sacrificial, unconditional, pure and unchangeable. This kind of love Jesus demonstrated for us on the cross as he took our place for sin. So what does that mean for us who already believe? The word says that since you have obedience to the truth, purified your souls for a sincere love of the brethren, fervently love one another from the heart. The heart is the inner man. This fervently loving from the heart 
is not humanly possible unless we have the Spirit of God. His Holy Spirit of love in our inner man called the Spirit of Truth who gives us power to live our lives with God's divine love. When the presence of God the Holy Spirit is operating in us, we experience love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. This kind of love forgives, rests, waits, trusts, restores, and saves. This kind of love believes all things, hopes all things, bears all things, and endures all things with a promise that the best is yet to come. Faith is trusting in God's divine love. The Bible says that faith works by love. So if you have a hard time with faith, it's time to check your love walk. And can we trust God in every situation? It, it's called the rest of God. And I had a, 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 a time with the Lord a while back, and I got wound about what I needed to do, what I needed to say, what I needed to think, and how I needed to feel, and how I could go about fixing what I needed. Women are fixers. I think I'm probably the biggest fixer that you may ever have met. But in my mind, anyway, it doesn't always come out. I think Ina and I are twins. Yeah, we're the fixers. Are we all fixers? Men, I don't think, do that as much, but we do it. So here's the Lord. So I'm going through this every day in my quiet time. What am I going to do? What do I say? What do I? I'm asking all the. And finally I said to myself, I'm really sick of hearing, what about me? What about, what do I? I'm looking at all the eyes on my, on my writings. I said, Lord, I'm really sick of this. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I think it's like, do I want the glory? And he says to me, do you want to fix this? Or do you want me to fix it? I'm like, ooh, um, I want you to fix it. And I tell you what, the weight came off. The care came off. The concern, the what about this? I just got free. And I, I encourage you. That if you get into that mode, to please ask the Lord to be the fixer. And then if you have a part, fine. And if you don't, fine. It's called rest. Rest. So we let circumstances and understanding of our natural mind go. Faith says, Lord, I trust you, even if everything I think or I want does not happen according to my expectations. Oh, glory. Releasing all things to God, accepting the unacceptable, is not a human ability without the Holy Spirit who lives within the believer. Forgiveness requires the trusting and honoring of God's perfect love above our reasoning mind, letting go of all the issues. It's called submitting to God's will above our own will being yielded to the love of God in all our relationships is a work of the Holy Spirit. I know one time with my sister who was the hardest person for me to ever deal with. We got into it because she'd been on a lot of meds and she was very difficult and she was saying a whole lot of very, very hurtful things and she was egging it for 
me to respond. And I'm driving the car, and and I'm like, out of my mouth comes, I don't get to say everything I want to say because Christians don't get to do that. And she stopped. Everything stopped. Because I had an outer man full. (laughs) And I don't know, God just stepped in and said, don't go there. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. While he hung on the cross, crucified for those who were inflicting all the evil against him. Jesus commanded to love God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, and to leave, love others as we love ourselves, working through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the demonstration of that love. There is a spiritual battle between the Holy Spirit of truth in us and the devil's influence outside of us called the flesh with negative thoughts and feelings and lies. But we have a choice. The devil wars with lust, inner longings planted, not originating from me, stirring up strife, dividing people against one another, causing division, hurt, offense, and sin. What do we know? But God. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against powers, against the spiritual forces of this darkness. In all things, we have a choice as believers. We can go with peace and love in the Holy Spirit or with negative emotions, judgments, and offenses that wage war with the Holy Spirit of God. We could say, Those are not my negative thoughts. I'm a child of God. Those are not my fears and reactions. They have been planted by the evil one. I make a decision not to take negative thoughts. I obey the law of God of divine love. I'm a new creature. I obey the God who's love. I choose love and peace. I resist and refuse sinful impulses waging war against my soul. We remember... It's easier to avoid temptations than it is to uproot them. My words to my sister could have been so painful to her, and she didn't live long after that. And I'm grateful I never opened my mouth. We resist the devil, and he will flee from us. Have we missed it? Sure, we all have. We can use words of repentance. I was wrong, forgive me. We say it to Father God and other people. We trust God's forgiveness because we remember God's forgiveness through Jesus Christ who was crucified for us. Pure and holy, perfect love through Jesus is the way back to the Father. Run to him, not away from him. We ask God to help us. This is why Jesus came. God knows we all need a Savior. We cannot fix ourselves, and we sure can't fix others. But God. Warning. Isolating and hiding keeps us separated from God. He's still there, but we have moved away. Are we operating out of the inner man or the outer man? We all struggle with negative influences, trying to gain an open door into our life. Remember the cure. Run to God. We need divine guidance. We are all growing and maturing in the things of God. We need a Savior daily. 
as believers, we have the Holy Spirit living within us with God's love for us and for others. The word says, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become sons of God. His commandment is that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. We must receive Jesus as our Savior before we can do the will of God. Jesus did all the work on the cross. He died for our sins. He took our place. The salvation is the perfect plan of a perfect God. He bore our sins in his own body on the tree. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. We enter into God's perfect plan by believing and receiving Jesus Christ. We each have a unique way of coming to the truth. Some of us have prayed, I give up. Others have prayed, God, if you're there, I need you. Still others have prayed, I open the door of my heart and I ask you to come in. Some have cried out, help me. Others have cried, Jesus. If you desire eternal salvation, if you want forgiveness and cleansing from sin, if you want right standing with God, and if you want to do the will of God, you must begin at this point. Run to God. Invite him into your heart and remember, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who's in you whom you have from God, and you're not your own, for you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. And remember, yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, and you are the potter. We are the work of your hand. Here's your picture. Love is patient. Love is kind and not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. Does not act unbecomingly. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Does not take into account a wrong suffered. Does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails. Now abide faith, hope, love. These three... But the greatest of these is love. Pursue love. The good news is, as long as you have breath, you can call on the name of Jesus and trust in God's divine love. Amen, Jesus. Thank you for all you have done for us. We are opening our hearts and our minds to receive the truth, to practice the truth, to live in the truth and to follow Jesus in every way with the divine kind of love that only you can give us. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your great love for us, for every single person, and we bless your holy name. Amen.